Hi. Did you know that everyone's a critic on Patreon now? There are a variety of different things that you can get with this, but if you subscribe from as little as £1 a month, you can get access to episodes a week early before anyone else does. You can get patron shoutouts, you can get ad-free episodes, and you can even get video podcasts if you'd like, if that's something you're interested in. To subscribe, all you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Cove and check out the tiers, see if there's anything that interests you, and if you do subscribe, you'll be doing me a huge favour. One subscriber, Deb Green, thank you very much for your subscription. Deb described at £10 a month and she gets a Patreon shout out. So she also gets access to episodes a week early, so she's already probably heard this episode. And she also gets ad-free access to these episodes. So, you know, huge benefits from this. So if you want to subscribe, patreon.com forward slash Yanis Cove. Thank you. Welcome to Everyone's a Critic, a show where a guest picks a movie rated below 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and tells us why critics got it wrong. I'm your host, Yanis Cove, a formerly pretentious film school student who 10 years later sees the error of his ways. My guest today is the hilarious comedian, Jen Ives. Hello, Yanis. How are you doing? It's great to be here. How are you doing? A pleasure to be back. (laughs) To be back. Well... Uh, yeah, so we, we, we tried to record at one point and then we had some stuff that uh, we had to stop for and we then did. it's been how long now? I don't even know. <laughs> you just showed me it's been several films ago, you said. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been several films. I just don't know how long it's been. Yeah. time is not real anymore. Yeah, it isn't. I would say <laughs> it's been, uh, 12 months. <laughs> 12 months. Uh, not quite that long. No, probably, okay. but... <laughs> what are months? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> In the meantime, I've seen you a lot since then. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice, yeah. isn't it? We've bumped yeah. into each other a few times. Yeah, yeah. Usually you're giving me free drinks, which I am not <laughs> opposed to. I mean, yeah, you you are allowed them. I know, I know. I'm not saying... Just a, a message out there for his employers. Um, <laughs> he's not being bad. I was allowed them, they said. Everyone said. It's been when Jen has been performing, mm. not when I'm... <laughs> I'm not just handing Jen free drinks every time she walks in. Exactly, <laughs> which I wouldn't be opposed to either. But but yeah, so you're doing you're doing okay today. Yeah, I'm doing okay today. Uh, I have had some very small pieces of bread and butter. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say pieces of information. <laughs> no, no, no. I just i I had a like a. I had a kind of breakfast that you'd have in like a Dickensian novel. <laughs> like it was like three little pieces of. Uh, French bread with mm. with butter on it, but that's <laughs> what I felt like. That's what that's what my body was telling I mean, me. Have that. I mean, I hope you were going to eat lunch after this because it's it's. I am. I'm yeah. going to have something. I haven't got anything. The main thing I'm thinking about today is going out to Tesco Express mm. and buying some veggie sausages and making a. I might make a toad in the hole. Ooh, you ever had one of those? I have. I've never had a veggie one, though. Well, I mean, Richmond veggie sausages have changed the game. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. I didn't know about the Richmond ones. My my whole family is is like vegan and vegetarian, except for me. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you've got to do something to upset them, haven't you? You go. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're really good. Like, there have been been competitors in the past. There was, you know, 
Linda McCartney's weren't bad. The corn ones are okay. Mm. Um, the the cauldron ones were pretty good, but these ones, these Richmond ones, they taste exactly like Richmond sausages, which uh-huh. is like not the nicest sausages in the world, but but, but they like, taste it's, like it's, them. It's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes real so much so that my dad. I was just talking to my dad on the phone, who himself is like a. He's like you. He consumes the flesh of the dead, and uh, he he was like he was like I love Richmond sausages. He was like I he was like I might just only eat them from now on. He won't, but he wow. said the, the sentiment was there. You know. I mean, that's nice. It's nice you're saying that for you. Exactly. How how's your day been? Uh, not well. I haven't really done anything. I I <clears throat> had my we had a, a two year anniversary of our improv show last night. Oh, cool. Um, so. That was just a lot to do, and then I ended up getting back like very, very late and just sleeping. <laughs> I love that you, you celebrate like an anniversary for your improv show. I love that. I'm gonna start. Yeah, celebrating well, it's two years. Of, it's two years of our team being yeah. a thing, so it's nice. It's the problem with so stand up, though, isn't it? Like you're on your own, and it's like... yeah. I guess that's different. <laughs> I mean, I bought. I tell you what, I did buy yesterday. <laughs> I bought two packs of balloons just oh. just because it's not my birthday. I just thought just because I'm gonna blow up twenty balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah i like that you bought two packs of them yeah 20 and then i'm probably gonna just like lay one behind them. you yeah i blew up one <laughs> just a blew test you gotta do a up. test you gotta make sure you still got the lung capacity um <laughs> but congratulations that... on your two-year anniversary what did you do to celebrate we uh so we had a show and it was an outdoor show so it was like it was quite different um because we usually we used to be inside but like we had an outdoor show at this like it was called the lady garden this place in <laughs> oh Portland. wow that's a good name i like that yeah but it was just like this venue where they put on plays and stuff but they, they let us have the venue to put on a, an improv show and then we just like it was really fun oh that's it was brilliant. very strange because it was all like it was all like actory stuff around in yeah. the in the like courtyard and everything it was like so Thespians. it was like a giant moon mm. uh, it's very weird yeah, I won't perform anywhere unless there's a giant moon, to be honest with you. <laughs> I have a gig coming up that sounds like I have a gig, uh, like I'm doing my preview at the Battersea Arts Centre, but like not, in, oh, yeah. but not inside it. Like there's like a courtyard Are you doing outside. Oh, yeah, which is, it's, I'm going to feel like I'm at the Globe, I think, because people can yeah, like, yeah, that's stand what it felt around. like. It was yeah. really strange. It's cool though. It makes makes yeah. you feel legit, especially as a stand up. It's like so often you just, you just feel like a person on a stage talking, but now it's like, <laughs> No, I need this green room. You know, I'm, I'm I'm dressing up as a horse back here or something, like an actor. Like, that's, that's what they do, right? They dress up as horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, it was weird, though, because the weird thing was we had to, like, really project, because we didn't have microphones or anything, so it was just, like, projecting to, like, the back of the garden place, wherever it was, whatever. But, like, we weren't used to doing that. So, like, half the people were getting up there and being, like, really quiet, and then half of them were really loud. And, like, right, <laughs> yeah. Playing to the back. Yeah, because we also had a jam with like people who could join in if they wanted to at the end, uh, just from the audience, and they were like, they had no idea they had to project, <laughs> so they were just like very quiet. <laughs> An improv jam is that what it's called yeah. when you get the yeah. audience involved? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not really like I am. Um, I'm not really like a big. Uh, I don't improv have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of knowledge about improv. I know. I know about it. You used to live with an improviser. I did. I did. <laughs> but and I, and I started reading the UCB book that they um, yeah. that they had. Oh, did you borrow it off? Yeah, the... yeah, I borrowed it. Um, 
I didn't I didn't get very far into it. But the thing is, I feel like it's one of those things that you can't really read it. You know, you have to do it. I've done it. I've tried it a couple of times just because I've done a few like quirky gigs where it was like a part of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's funny because like I did like a clowning course and I really loved that. Well, not a course, oh. like a work, like not a course. A it's not like I didn't get a diploma or anything. But like <laughs> you went, you went to France and did the the. I didn't do Goulier. Goulier, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I didn't do that little beady-eyed weirdos course. <laughs> I did a. <laughs> I did. I'm a, glad you said that because I felt I find him very weird. Yeah, he's a fucking little gross nightmare. Ugh, I've never met him, but. Uh, <laughs> just bad vibes (laughs) no it was a nice a nice um clown taught me but the thing is like that was great because it was like putting me outside of my comfort zone blah 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 and um but i feel like i still took i took more i took more easily to trying to make people laugh by saying nothing yeah not that it was a miming course you are allowed to speak but like but improv i found in the very small amount of times I've done it I just find it really difficult because I struggle to like just accept that new world you know I always find that very funny with stand-ups when they say that because like you you do crowd work yeah and so you're you're literally making stuff up there that's true but I'll tell you what it is right both clowning and stand-up you're not required to be like like necessarily really positive whereas improv (laughs) i feel like it's like almost like a i mean it isn't but it kind of is it's like a fundamentally like american kind of thing and like Mm. a lot of the a lot of the ways that people teach it are like very american styles and it's very positive it's like come on guys let's do this you know (laughs) uh i'm uh like oh what would it be if uh what would it be like if like morgan freeman was like (laughs) in a three-way at a um at a starbucks with uh christopher walken and uh, jim carrey like i think it might go a little something like this um sorry yeah that's what we always do we always like (laughs) announce what we're gonna do before we start it yeah 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 i know (laughs) and then someone taps you on the shoulder and goes I'm in. <laughs> they go. Uh, they go. Jen, have you ever seen an improv show before? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I have. I, I. I think you know. It's a cliche, but people say that like when improv's being done well, it's like incredible. It feels like a magic trick, and when it's uh, not being done well, it's like you want to kill yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love. I love improv as as like I tell you what I love improv in more so is like uh, acting. Like yeah. some of my favorite films and directors and stuff use improvisation and stuff, and yeah. I just and and also with comedy, like you know Christopher Guest and all that kind of stuff. I think it's oh, it's so good when they do that. Yeah, it's oh. like it really works in some mediums and stuff, right? Yeah, but I'm not an expert, and I haven't seen a lot of improv live, and I'm sure it's very very good. <laughs> well, we we were amazing, and we're getting. Uh awards for this show last night nice sick are you really <laughs> no oh i wouldn't have been surprised. yeah we get an award for immediately from last night we just, just decided we're getting an award you got the you got the lady garden award <laughs> yeah we got the lady garden we get we're taking home the moon oh um, nice <laughs> that's what we all want uh, <laughs> um but yeah so okay let's let's talk about what you actually came on here to talk about which sure. is the movie problem child yeah <laughs> And I'm also open to talk about Problem Child 2 and Problem Child 3 Junior in Love, if that's something that you want I mean, want you're to welcome do. to. I just can't <laughs> offer any feedback on it myself because I haven't seen them. Sure, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you up to speed on what they're about. But um, let's talk about Problem Child 1 for a bit first, I guess. Ease so, people in. 
Yeah. Okay. So let me. I'll I'll start with the premise, which is it's a child that gets passed around from person to person. Like he's he's given up as a as a newborn, and he's gets passed around from place to place because he's like a, for a adoption. Like actually, for adop- like that sounded really dodgy. What you just said. <laughs> It's about this child. He just gets passed gets around from, and yeah, around. Yeah, he gets passed around because he's yeah. a naughty kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like um, for adoption. But like, is he getting adopted by all of these people? Like, sometimes it's uh, thirty different people, isn't it? They say I think. is it thirty? Thirty different families that he gets rejected from. Yeah, like the the premise of it is is that he's like. <sighs> He's a child, right? But he's like a real problem. Like he's, he's like a child, he's, but he's a problem. That's yeah, how they pitch it. he's a problematic <laughs> child, and he's just he's just a little shit, you know. Like and yeah. they keep giving him away, but like like they keep giving him up uh, for adoption. But then like every family that he goes to, they're like, I can't handle this crazy kid, so they get sent back. The thing is, <laughs> you can do that. Like like if 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 a if a kid isn't matching with a family. Like it's in both people's best interests for yeah, them not course. to adopt, but uh, I think thirty times. I think if you if you had got to thirty times, that kid probably just like would become a, a ward of the state. I would have thought, like officially, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're, but we're not think... here for realism, I guess. <laughs> no, this is not a realistic movie in any sense. No, um, I can't remember. Also has... I can't remember what was so bad about him from a really young age. Though I can't remember what he does. Does he like? He just like he like pisses on. Oh yeah, but I yeah. can't handle that. If I if I adopted a, a small baby and it pissed, I would. I know, like how straight back to the orphanage. <laughs> it's not like they do that anyway. No, you can't. I, I want a baby that doesn't piss, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do want to point out. Okay, when you first when we first recorded this, this was the only movie on the list that had zero percent. You've now. You're now the second movie. Ah, oh, but I still, it's still, I still should be the first, technically. Because, technically, you're the first, yeah. But yeah, you're the first to choose it. What was the other one? Manos, the Hands of Fate. Oh, okay. I have heard of that actually. It's really bad. It's worse it? than this. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> it's, I... wait, it's worth this. At least this has structure. <laughs> it has structure, and also, I mean, I still maintain that that score is t- like it's not fair. You know, like these edge lords on Rotten Tomatoes, like they think they're so <laughs> yeah, the edge lord critics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this film, it's not bad. It's it's like I do understand I that mean, part. Of... No, 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 it's good. <laughs> I understand that some of my love for it comes from nostalgia. <laughs> I understand that, but also I do think objectively, it's not badly made. It's got a no, it's got good no. actors in it. Some of them, it's got funny comedic actors from the time. It, it um, has, but they're not good in it. I yeah they're not but it's it's one of those movies that like it could have it could have been worse like yeah. there's enough like quirky weird stuff going on in it like the director obviously has a no they have like an artistic style a vision that I can oh, imagine yeah, them yeah. I don't know what they went on to do but I could imagine that they would improve and get better it's not like what I'm saying is it's not a movie that is like devoid of hope it's not like so bad that like like if I you know it's not a movie that it's not like Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever, where you watch it and you're like, "This isn't. Uh, this is nothing. This is nothing. This it's, is yeah, like nothing to this. There's nothing here." But yeah. like, like soulless. This film isn't soulless. It's just it's got a soul. It's just a very like damaged soul, but it's got one. <laughs> I will say, forty-two percent from uh, people, like just general people, on there. 
That's, so, that's just me. Better. That's just me. I'm trying to get the numbers up. Well, 50,000 plus ratings. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're all me. They're, they're all you, yeah. <laughs> I've got soccer counts. Um, well, you are committed to, to plugging this movie, but just yeah. enough to, it's just, just above <laughs> acceptable. Also, you know, I was adopted myself. Um, yeah. So maybe that's why I like it. I've always thought of myself as a little bit of a problem child, you know? <laughs> Can relate to Junior. Oh, yeah, his name is Junior as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's always weird when people call someone Junior, isn't it? I find that strange. It's like you do know that kids get older, don't you? (laughs) Like, you do know that. You can't be Junior forever. Yeah, I don't know any Juniors in real life, though. I only know them through, like, American movies. I don't, actually. And sometimes it's like a nickname, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, wait, that's not true. I do know a Junior. Do you? Oh. I feel really bad now that it's my cousin's <laughs> my cousin's husband's called. <laughs> is that their actual name though? I don't know actually. See, that's the thing you you have to check. <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know that because usually because also actually it can't like usually it can't be because the thing it well sometimes it is but that's weird because if your name is Junior like is if your name is actually Junior. That means that there is a senior, right? Because that's the point of junior. No, but that's yeah. the point of it, right? So it's like say, so say like the dad is called like uh, Daniel, and then they yeah. have a kid, a little boy, and they're like, oh, Daniel Junior, and then they might go by Junior, but then if <laughs> if the kid is literally called Junior, that means the dad is called Junior, so it's Junior Junior. You just get into this whole mess of like this Russian doll that's... of like juniors. <laughs> With no seniors oh, well, on like, the scene, you know? It's like uh, George Foreman, where he named every one of his kids George. No, he didn't. He did, yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah, look it up. And like, even the girls are called, like, Georgina. What a psychopath. Uh, yeah, it's like eight kids. Look, I was a big fan of his lean, green, fat-reducing villain machine, but this is, like, this is too far. This is, like, I can't believe this. i got to look it up, like, his ne- like the kids' names, because it's, it's really funny. That is so strange. That's such a strange, like, egomaniacal thing to do. Because, you know, I believe that everybody should be allowed to, like, choose their own name. I think when you get to 16, you should be allowed to just, like, change your name if you want to. I think it should be easy for you. But the idea of calling someone junior or naming them after yourself is like so fucking weird. It's like it takes away all of your sort of like autonomy. It's like, no, you're just a mini version of me, you know? So he's got 12 kids, first of all. Already, that's just too much. That's ridiculous. Five sons and seven daughters. His five sons are called George Jr. Isn't that a musical? (laughs) Oh, no, it's George Jr. (laughs) George Jr. is the first one. Then he's got George III, aka Monk. Right. George the Fourth, aka Big Wheel. Big Wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George the Fifth, aka Red. Sick. That's a good. I like that one. George the Seventh. Uh, George the Sixth, aka Little Joey. Which I don't. That get. that kid's gonna be so confused. Uh, and then he's got like his daughters who are all named different names except for one who's called Georgetta. Georgetta, not even Georgina, like Georgetta. Yeah. <laughs> George Wiener. <laughs> George Wiener. <laughs> That's what you put on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, but what, so the other daughters do have... Um, they all have normal names. Okay. I mean, well, I mean they still, all have no, normal it's names. still a it's lot of Georges. Like, it's too many yeah. Georges. That's just like, why would you name all of your sons George? That's just... Why? Yeah, it's that's literally deranged. So, it's like, literally yeah. deranged. 
<laughs> but that's what happens when you're when you're a boxer. You know, you get yeah. a lot of a lot of punches to the head, and you end up naming all your kids like, George. You probably just forgot. You just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you look like me. You're George. Yeah, little George. <laughs> probably thought it was him. He's like, it's me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry for any any boxers out there who have uh, got brain damage, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So. I, I also wanted to bring up, you said about this movie that you weren't sure what the director went on to do. He went on to make, he went on, he, this was his first movie, and then he went on to direct a load of Adam Sandler movies. Oh, really? But which ones, though? He directed, let me find them. Because when uh, you're talking about Adam Sandler, I feel like that is a really like pertinent question. You know, you can't just write off Adam Sandler. You have to, you know, which movies did he make? So, he did direct Big Daddy, which is, I really enjoy. It's then, a redeemable movie. Again, it's similar yeah. in that it's shit. Like, it is shit. Yeah. I don't really like it, but there's bits in it that are good. And yeah. it again, it has a soul. It has a heart. It's trying to say something. It has weird <laughs> I moments. think that's got the nostalgic thing for me. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That movie. Um, but, but then he went on to direct, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which is awful. Yeah. You don't mess with the Zohan. Terrible. <laughs> Grown Ups, Jack and Jill. Just go with it. Grown Ups 2. He is like, and this is like, these are the movies he directs. He doesn't direct anything else now. So like he's stuck in right. the sand. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I still maintain that Problem Child is redeemable, but those movies definitely aren't. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Um, all right. He's not gone on to do good things, but hey, look, he's making money, isn't he? He's working. Yeah. Okay, so Problem Child. We talked about it before, but I can't remember any of it, so you're going to have to remind me. So um, I've, I've seen it quite a lot of times. Yeah, how many Child. how many times have you seen I it? I can't remember exactly how many anymore, but it's a lot. Like, I used when I was a kid, I used to have it on, like, a taped video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, and I had a lot of films on taped video. I used to, like, draw my own video covers and stick them on <laughs> i was into piracy from an early age do you have any of the video covers anymore i don't i tell you like one of the best ones oh. that i had I, I wish i still had it but i had like a really really wonky looking hand pencil drawn um wild wild west <laughs> <laughs> video and it had will smith and the other guy on the front looking very wonky <laughs> with a giant mechanical spider and i would even like draw like the age oh you drew the spider I drew the spider. I drew that like, the age certificate logo. I, you know, I only did the front covers. I would like do them on a piece of paper and cut them out and stick them on. That's really cool, though. Yeah, actually. I mean, I really wish you still had them. But, um, no. I, wish, I wish I still had them too. We used to have like a big cabinet that had like uh, all of our like taped videos on, and every now and then there'd be one like from one of my favorite films. Like it would be like Problem Child or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and it would say mm. on it like "Don't tape over, hands off." And I remember like once someone did tape over my copy of uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I think, which when I was a kid was my favourite movie. And I mm. like freaked, I like freaked out. Like, oh. like yeah, I was like pissed. Because now I just had this hand-drawn cover and like no no use for it, you know. But um, And it's not like they showed that all the time either. No, they hardly ever, well, when I was I a remember, kid. When I, I, I remember was... never, se- I don't remember ever seeing that on TV. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was abreast of the TV guides. <laughs> mm. I was uh, checking it for it, um, but they used to show Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, yeah, on like Nickelodeon, I, I think. Yeah, I remember that all the time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I really liked Problem Child, and I used to watch it a lot. I think just because on a base level, you know, it's a film about 
kids just like mm. fucking shit up you know like we like <laughs> this kid like look what he's doing he's like because he's bad well they say he's bad but he's only bad by the standards of like a kid's movie is bad like he's not bad he's just he's doing I like mean, dennis the menace-esque things there is one point where he destroys the dad's trailer yeah but this is the thing like we all want to do that you know <laughs> he does what kids can't do He's a bad boy. <laughs> uh, th- that's probably the worst thing he does in the at the beginning. I think. Yeah, except the pissing. Um, obviously, it's like. Oh yeah, the pissing is irredeemable. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he gets passed around a lot, and then he ends up at um, this this family who's like Ben. Re- ben. Ben. That's the name of the dad, I think. Ben. Uh, oh yeah, because there's Big Ben. There's Big Ben, who's like this old sort of like uh toxic Grumpy, masculinity yeah. sort of old man who like owns a sporting goods shop and he's like my son <laughs> and ben is like this nice sensitive guy well he is nice but he's kind of i think he also he's a bit of a dick because he he adopts junior and then is pretty quick to want to like give junior back yeah he's like oh he's like oh no like junior's mm. a little dick and mm. then um it's not until like he learns that he's been given back like thirty times that he's like, "All right, I guess I'll just, I'll guess I'll try I'll and love it. him," which is how all adoption yeah. works. <laughs> you have to be, you have to go in ambivalent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very sad. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, but you know, like Junior, Junior's a legend. I always, remember. and also like it has this um. I like the you way think he's a legend. He's a legend. I like. I like. Did you the... try and like? Did you try and imitate him when you were a kid? No, no. I think I just lived vicariously through him. I was. I was actually quite well behaved uh, <laughs> for, until I got to about I don't know fourteen or whatever. But he. He. Um. I like the way that he like voiceovers it. You know, I like the fact that Junior yeah. himself voiceovers it. It's a bit like Goodfellas sometimes. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> came out the same year no way so yeah. that's so strange it's so weird because he yeah it's a bit like goodfellas because he's like he <laughs> I tells think you what's probably going the only on. ever comparison to goodfellas from charles had because you know in goodfellas how it's like sometimes it's like this is tony maloney like he uh, <laughs> he makes the best spaghetti bolognese in jail or whatever and then and then like this is about the time that i thought Things have gone too far. That's kind of like what Junior's kind of like, you know? Yeah. Chimes in when he's fucking shit he's up. He's like, when I was a child, I... <laughs> he's like, this is Ben. Like, he like tells you he tells you what's going on. And then that's mm. good, you know? Sometimes you need that. It's a hard film to follow. <laughs> you, need it in a, you need it in a kid's film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially one this complicated. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, the story is a little bit all over the place, but I guess the simple version. I was, is... I was joking. It's not complicated at all. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. It's pretty simple. It's like you know, he uh, he wants to be he he wants to be loved, but mm. he he struggles to show it. You know, because he's a little, yeah. he's a little shit. But it tells us a lot about the world. You know, he's a product of his circumstances. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of to good messages. Yeah. <laughs> But it's been a while since I watched it, and I can't remember. I, I did you watch it before the before we had the last recording? I did. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I watched it before we had the last recording, but I haven't watched it before this one. <laughs> but I remember. No, I, I, ha- I hadn't watched it again since then. 
yeah, but I mean, you know, what what do you need to know? You know, it's like <laughs> he's what do a you problem need to know? child. He's a problem child. Um, one thing about this movie, I, I brought it up before, but it's like an hour and twelve minutes or something like that. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, it, like it's like barely a movie. <laughs> well, in today's we, we, we did discuss this before, and you 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 like. I remember you saying like, no, 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 it's much longer than that. And it it definitely (laughs) counts as a movie. Well, the thing is, you know, films today are too long. Like they're objectively too long. Like they are. I very rarely watch any film that's over two hours long. And I don't care how good. Like I will sometimes. Like recently I watched a film that I really enjoyed called Prisoners. Have you seen Prisoners? I have, yeah. It's very long. It's so sick. It's so good. Like, I haven't seen a film that good in a while. And it is long. Yeah. It's like two and a half hours long. Mm. And I and it didn't feel like it flew by. But Only what made you put f- that on then? What? If you saw it was two and a half hours long, what made you put it on? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> of course. I like him. I, what can You're I say? You're like a smelly a, boy. I got a soft spot for him. Yeah, I think he's a nice a nice young man. <laughs> I also really like Nightcrawler. Like, I watch anything oh, with him in it, great, to be honest yeah. with you. But, like, he is um, very good. Yeah, I think he is actually. I, I like his whole. Like, he's got this like, you know, bad boy, but like not really a bad boy. But like he's, I don't know. Like he's troubled, isn't he? He could he could yeah. play Junior in a in a in Problem Child Four or something. In fact, chronolo- chronologically, let's pretend that um, Nightcrawler is just <laughs> Problem Child. <laughs> That's 4. what he went on to. Do. Yeah, it went on to. Oh be, wow. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, um, yeah, it could happen. Oh, I want to ask you actually. Have you seen Bubble Boy? Yeah, of course it's, I have. Yeah, <laughs> of course I have. Have you done that on your podcast? You must no, have done. No, I, I was talking trash. to Erica Eler about it recently. It's trash. It's so, so Wait, trashy. She she asked me. She was like, "Have you seen Bubble Boy?" I was like, "Yes, I haven't seen it since it came out, but it, I remember it ba- being bad." She's like, "You should do it." <laughs> I might have even had that recorded off the TV because I went through a. It wasn't a long phase, but I remember going through a couple of months of watching it. A fair amount. A couple of months of watching it. Well, well, not. <laughs> but this is how things were back then, you know. Not to sound old, but it's like actually that's true. I know what you mean. If, yeah. You know, I would have a video or record a video, and I would I would watch it a lot. Like like yeah. like like this film and like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like I was saying about earlier. Like I watched the shit out of it. I, I would I would watch it ev- like almost every day. Um, because it's great, you know. It's like, and then you you. <sighs> This is how the this is how these films get cemented in your mind as being good. It's not, I mean, so, I mean, obviously Pee Wee's Big Adventure is good, but um, yeah. Problem Child, like, just through watching it and watching it, like, like when when you're, it's, it's a bit like how back in the day, like, I would have like a CD, like an album, mm. and I would listen to it all the time, and because it was like one of the only albums that I had, yeah. It wasn't like Spotify, where if you're not enjoying an album, you just get a new album. It was like, no, you own this album. Either get rid of it or learn to love it. <laughs> and that's honestly like, there are some albums that I have had to learn to love. And... Which ones? Do you remember which ones? Um, yeah, like the Marshall Mathers LP, right? Which I, oh no, which I don't, which I don't think is a good album. I think I think when I listen back to it in hindsight, I'm like, this is you know a couple of really good tracks, but as an album, I was as like, an album, yeah, it's it's kind of bad now. Yeah, but like, but it's like the things like you know, like the bad hip hop skits and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like, terrible, terrible skits. But even back then, I remember being like, oh, here it comes, here's the skit. I like this is the funny bit. Oh, so you didn't even skip them? 
I, no, I'm I'm a I'm a bit of an album purist. I listen oh, through, listen to the whole thing. If you start, you got to finish it. You got to, yeah. <laughs> and that's what Problem Child was like. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I must have liked it enough because I went on to then must have, enjoy yeah. Problem Child two and Problem Child three, Junior in Love. Mm. Remind me of what the second and third ones are about. If I remember rightly, Problem Child two is about where they adopt a little girl as well. So, or she, uh, I think it's, I think if I remember rightly, they don't adopt her straight away. I think she likes, maybe they don't adopt her. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I remember there's a little girl. Okay. And yeah. she's like his little sister kind of, that's their kind of like dynamic. Okay. Um, And they tear shit up together. You know, they first, they don't like each other and then they grow to like, like each other. Yeah. Problem child three, which in my mind, I sometimes get mixed up with problem child two, but actually I think problem child three is the one well, it's called Junior in Love, and it's the mm. one which has some famous scenes in it that I remember. It's like, it's the one where he's like, well, the, it repeats a lot of things from the first one, but it's one where he's right. like dressed as a little devil and he's got the little moustache and he's That's, like, I remember that. Yeah, I probably have seen it. Yeah, and he's in love, apparently. I mean, he, he, he like very quickly realises that he's not in love, I think, but he thinks he's in love. Mm. They have a similar like. Did you ever watch the Little Rascals movie? That they yeah, made? yeah. yeah. Like, they have like a kind of similar vibe. Similar. Yeah, to they that do. As well, it's like those and Dennis the Menace all have a similar. Dennis the Menace, God, yeah, like the American Dennis the Menace. Yeah, um, that's why I, I mean the American one. Yeah, I used to like that as well. I liked films with little kids just tearing shit up. I think. Yeah, I used to really love Richie Rich. That's the one I, I remember like loving. I used to I, I, I tell you what, I I didn't love the film. I just loved one specific aspect of the film, which was like he's got a McDonald's in his house. I knew you were gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And I think that was enough even back then to make yeah. me like keep watching the movie. But I have to be honest, I don't like a lot of those Macaulay Culkin films that everyone fucking loves. Like I don't I don't like Home Alone. Like I think <gasps> I think Home Alone is objectively a shitty film. I think I think it's bad. I Oh, Home Alone is my favourite Christmas movie. I just don't like it. I just don't... Like, like here's the thing as well. It's like, Kevin McAllister, whatever his name is, like, he's such... Like, like for me, Junior, right? Like, here's the thing. Like, let's compare these two, They're right? the same. They're no, the same. they're not. Because, listen, Junior, right, is unloved. He's been unloved and through the system. Yeah? He's yeah. Treat, been treated badly by everyone around him. And, and yeah. like... Is is he come? He ends up being a problem child, but he re- he gets redeemed when he gets love. I mean, he's still a bit problematic, but he is a. I think he's like everything he does has context. There's a reason why he is the way he is. Kevin yeah. McAllister is like Patrick Bateman as a child. Like he's a psycho. <laughs> like he's got this huge house. He's rich as fuck. Like his parents are off traveling. Oh no, we left him at home. And then he's like, oh, I'm gonna like you know. Yeah, everyone in traps. his family hates him. He's an arrogant little shit and I dislike him a lot. And, and yeah, I just, I don't know. And Home Alone 2, don't even get me started on that tra- on that train wreck. Oh, come on. Home Alone 2 is great. No, no, no. They suck. See, this is the thing. This is nostalgia for you. Like you've, you've, yeah, you've, you've, you've been bought into the lie that is like the soundtrack, maybe like the nice. Like, Soundtracks are great. And like the bit in the second one with the pigeony woman or whatever, the homeless woman. And like, you're like, oh, in your head, you're like, oh, it's a masterpiece. It's a classic mm. John Hughes thing. It's like, nah, it sucks. Like John I Hughes say it's a is very hit and miss, actually. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of John Hughes stuff that I do not like anymore. My favourite, though, is Planes, Trains and Automobiles. It's like, it's one great. of my favourite films of all time. I think it's like perfect. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. so good. Um, um, 
but then like some of his teen movies really don't hold up anymore yeah again like the breakfast club is one that that i i have a lot of uh, nostalgia for and i like yeah, bits of it but it's like it's trash <laughs> it's trash isn't it? like you could admit a movie is trash and still like it like yeah. that's how i feel about problem child like i know it's not good but it definitely fulfills its purpose which is mm. it's, it's a, it is a movie like even though it's one of those films it's like oh yeah it's got some cheeky adult jokes and stuff and it's got gilbert godfrey for some reason and that it is it is a movie that is aimed at kids you yeah know? it's like a child fantasy it's movie. fully aimed at kids yeah yeah and you don't get that a lot anymore i don't i don't, I don't think films no they've really got to have some kind of adult kids. humor in them now don't they to like so that the the parents can watch them. Yeah, and Problem Child does have that, but it's it's done a in a bit, more but not really. But it's done in a more um. Yeah, it's done in a way that I think the kid would still laugh at it. I think I think the parents stuff is the uh, Michael Richards uh, stuff. Mm. I think that's what they're kind of like trying to go for with the parents. I had forgotten about that whole part of it actually. The Michael because Richards it has part. like no relevance to the film. So remind me. So Michael Richards is a murderer. He's a murderer He's a who murderer. escapes prison, <laughs> which we all knew. <laughs> He's a murderer. He escapes prison, and then he's on his way to murder Junior. No, he's on his way to like meet up with him because he's gonna like join him because Junior. He thinks Junior's writing the letters to him. Oh yeah, and he thinks he's like, and he a, thinks he's um, like a friend. He thinks he's like a, an older person, doesn't he? Yeah, hopefully. He a, yeah, he thinks he's a grown man that he can team up with. That's another funny thing about kids' movies back then. It was like, it's like, yeah, you know what? Like Junior, like he's gonna he's gonna write to a murderer in jail. It reminds me a bit of like, like I rewatched um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, recently for something. Yeah, and um, one of the and obviously like there's so many bad things in it, but one of the things that I couldn't stop thinking about was like, I was trying to figure out and trying to remember like was this film like was it a ki- was it a kids is it for kids yeah because it feels like a kids film in so many ways mm. you know like the way that jim carrey plays his character is like so like like kids love it you know yeah that is so physical obviously and 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 goofy and stuff but then at the same time <laughs> the film is like a just it's not a kids film as well like there's so many themes in it that are like so dark and it's like the concept of it is confusing even to an adult because it's based yeah. on like some obscure snl thing which is like like yeah it's just it's a it's a bad film <laughs> i feel like the second one they really went more into like no this is a kids thing yeah well that's but, what i was gonna say i went to see the second one at the cinema and i remember loving it he comes out of a rhino's anus. Mm. I mean, I I defy anyone to dislike that. That's funny. <laughs> you know? It's a great scene. Uh, it's also been on this podcast, the second one. Oh, really? But, yeah. yeah. It is bad, but it's not like... um. I, I really enjoyed it. It's better than the first it. one. I can't remember. I can't really remember the first one. Yeah, you're probably better off, I'd say. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um... But yeah, so like Problem Child, it has like it has things in it that keep me interested. You know, it's got good cast. Yeah. Um, the cast is really good, actually. Like it's yeah. John Ritter. Yeah, I love John uh, Ritter. Gilbert Gottfried. Love Gilbert Michael, Gottfried. Michael Richards, the My- kid. Michael Richards. You know what? Michael Richards. Like the thing about him is like, 
look, we all know the problems with Michael Richards. We're all aware yeah. of that. But to say that he wasn't a funny screen presence back then is like... Oh, he was very, very funny. Like Kramer, UHF. Have you seen UHF? He is no, so funny in UHF. Put UHF yeah. on your... Not your list for the podcast, but put it on... just Put it on my list to watch, yeah. It's it's Weird Al Yankovic's movie. Yeah. He made, and, and Michael Richards is so good in that. So really? So funny, yeah. So, so funny. Um, he's, he's very funny. And like, I don't know. I think I, I think he's just like this. This role is weird, though. It is weird. You know, he was doing the best with what he had. I think. Yeah, literally. And this is the same. This is a year after Seinfeld started, so like mm. he wasn't a name really. No, no. So obviously, he was just probably just taking any roles he could at the time. Yeah, Seinfeld but... wasn't big after the first year. The thing is, though, this movie when it came out, I mean, I read a little bit about it on Wikipedia last time, just to refresh my memory. Mm. And I think it did all right, like at the box office. Like, I don't think it was. It did like, very well from yeah. what I remember. It was. Uh... Like, it's one of those movies that the longer it's been around, people have, like, kind of started shitting on it. But, like, it, you know. When... It, gro- it grossed 72 million. I mean, on any, old, any old shit could do that back then, though, couldn't it? <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. There wasn't as much choice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do love. The other bit of trivia I do love is Macaulay Culkin was supposed to play him. Yeah, but see, you can see why he didn't get the part, you know? It's it's mm. like, um, it's like, uh, flipping, what's her name? Judy Garland in, um, <laughs> it's just like it. It's, it's like, yeah, it's just like Judy Garland. It's just like, like it. It's like Judy Garland in time. Annie Get Your Gun, you know? She's not, she's not, because it was, in Annie Get Your Gun, it was originally supposed to be Judy Garland. And she's just not, she's not it, you know? She's not, she's not rough and ready enough for it. You know, so they got Betty Hutton, and like she was more like down to earth and made sense. You know, yeah. And that's what this is like. Like Macaulay Culkin. Like the thing, I, I don't think Macaulay Culkin is good. Well, I don't think he's. I don't think he's as good as people think he is. You know, that's yeah, why I he hasn't done that. anything for that. ages. He like his brother though, Kieran. His so oh, Kieran is so good. Kieran. Give me Kieran, that's what I say. Yeah, of course. I've I've watched it twice. Yeah. All of it twice. And I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for the third series, baby. I'm ready. Are you going to the uh the screening at the London Film Festival? No. <laughs> I don't go to things. <laughs> no, how can I I don't know how to go to that. <laughs> are you? Uh I'm gonna try. What are they screening the, the whole series? No, no, they're screening the the first two episodes of the third series. We're getting yeah. it's gonna be early. And right. I think they're coming. I think they're all coming. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see it. But I'm not gonna. But you're I'm not, not, gonna not go enough to, to go to the cinema. <laughs> I don't want to see it around people. Like people are the like people are like so cringe, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they'll probably be dressed up as the characters or something. <laughs> probably be a guy there just well, as like, I'm Greg! Like, I'm wearing a jumper! Or, like, <laughs> or dressed as an egg or something. Well, now I have to dress as an egg. Yeah, great. I'm Greg the Egg, don't you see? <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed there's a character called Roy in this as well. Who's Roy? I can't remember Roy. I don't know. I've got, I've got it right down. I've written down, hits Roy. So I'm assuming there's a Roy in this. Oh, it's the friend. It's the dad's friend. Oh, no one cares about the dad's friend. Yeah, no. Okay. Probably like gets one spoken line or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's right before he dresses as the devil. Because I think it looks like when he's like luring the bear. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
No, look, I mean, I look. I think Problem Child is good. It's, I think if I was a ki- if I had a kid, I would let them watch it. I'd I'd be like, well, yeah, I'd let them watch this. I don't think they would. I don't know if they'd necessarily love it now. I think they would. I think there are certain things that, like, I think wrecking shit, you know, smashing up the place, being a little rebel is like mm. it's universal. You know, kids feel frustrated <laughs> and they want to, you know, they might love their parents, but at the same time. You know, fuck you. I want to eat ice cream all the time. I want to. I'm gonna smash up the place. I had See, a, I, I had a light problem child phase. I I we used to live by this um like I used to live by this big uh what do you call it like one of those you know those places where you where shop cash and, cash and carry like places yeah. where shops get their stock from in bulk. Oh yeah, yeah. cash and carry. Is that what it's called? You have to have a yeah. card to get in there. It's like it's called. It yeah, it's called, like a Costco. Yeah, this one was called Best Way, and it was like this big, ugly building behind like our house, and we would like climb into it <laughs> out the like over the barbed wire, and How we would like you? and we would steal like whatever was outside, <laughs> and and what that usually was is it was like a pallet's worth of um, just juice. Do you remember Just Juice? It was, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And a pallet's worth. A pa- like a pallet. We would throw Jeez. it over. And um, we still like... <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> we still like a big thing of Hubba Bubba as well. <laughs> which we sold around the road because we were young entrepreneurs, like Nightcrawler. Ah. We were like, we've got to sell this Hubba Bubba. But what we did with the Just Juices, we um, just laid them all out on the floor and just dropped bricks on them. <laughs> you know, we used to start little fires, which is like insane. How, how many of you were there? That was like a little a little gang of us. Little gang. Little gang. But like but we were like the little rascals. We weren't like a little gang. gang of thugs. We were like little rascals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'd throw stones at garages. I can't even imagine that with you. That's still oh, so yeah. funny. Like we would throw stones at people's garages or at their window, you know. Jesus. It was a it's phase. Just, it's getting, it's getting was, worse and worse. I was a frustrated child. I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it all in a nice way you know it wasn't like we we, we were like how do you throw stones at someone's house in a we nice were, way we were scamps we were london oh, scamps. Little, scamps. little dennis the menaces yeah we were little london. no we were the little rascals you know there was little a rascals, whole yeah. a whole mix of us different genders we, you know we had a little dog with an eye patch you know <laughs> <laughs> not really i i, I did, the, did they had a dog didn't they with like a little yeah, thing yeah. on it's like yeah yeah I can't remember if the dog had something on its eye, but yeah. I might be thinking of that dog from Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little... I think one of the kids had something on their eye. There's Alfalfa. He had like a... He had the hair. He had the hair. (laughs) What a weird movie. (laughs) I mean, well, it's weird because it's based off of like The Little Rascals, which is like... You know, I don't know if you've ever seen like the original Little Rascals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's weird because it's so old, you know. It's like whenever you remake, whenever you remake something that's that old, mm. you obviously have to take out the problematic shit as much as you can, yeah. and then you're left with this thing that's like, which is understandable, and I get. But then you're left with this thing that still has remnants of the problematic stuff, but not yeah. actually problematic stuff. And that's what the Little Rascals movie is kind of like. It's like very it's dated. like that new Tom and Jerry. I didn't see it, but it I haven't seen it. Hideous. But they took they took out they took out the the maid. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, they like... haven't they haven't been using her in in a, in a very long time. To be fair, oh really? To Tom and Jerry, yeah. I, I don't think so. Anyway, um, yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> um, but the little rascals, it's like it's, yeah. the, it's that thing, isn't it? It's um, mm. like again, like I can't remember exactly. I, I don't think <sighs> the little rascals. It just works in its own world. It's yeah. it's like when they tried to remake the Three Stooges, right? Like they they, oh, they made yeah. the Three Stooges, Ooh. but with like different people. And from what I can gather, I think they, I think the consensus on it is that like the pe- the people who were playing the Three Stooges did a good job. Like like they played, they did like impressions mm. of the characters well. But you it know, work now. Well, the Three Stooges. I mean, I, I think it could. I think if they'd have gone like actual, I never understand this when they when they make something like this and then they commit so heavily to like making sure everyone looks the same and sounds the same and all that. But then they're mm. like, oh, but actually it's not going to be black and white and it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to be like, like there are, there are set pieces in the old Three Stooges mm. uh, shorts that are like way more elaborate and way more crazy than mm. like anything in that movie. You know, in that movie, it's like, oh, like they do a little bit of the eye poking and like someone falls <laughs> over or whatever. In the old Three Stooges, it was like some crazy... They got some crazy shit, you know, dangerous, yeah. crazy shit. I want to see that. I want to see people, you know, throwing hammers at each other and, uh, <laughs> and like, uh, filling up a whole room with water because the pipes aren't connect and, like, you know, I want to see madness. This this does bring me to something, though. It just, You reminded me of something. And that this is that you are very into all of this old, like... The, the old style of like not just comedy but you were like you like a lot of the old uh shows and uh, movies I do. and everything don't you i do i really we were talking about do. this but like you there's a what's the thing that you watch it on what's that oh <laughs> pluto tv pluto yeah TV, pluto yeah. tv it's so good i i do i do and like here's the thing like i understand how dated it is and i understand that it's not you know it's not technically funny in the way that like people like like when I watch like an old sitcom like The Monsters mm. or Bewitched or something, which like two of my mm. favourites, like the jokes aren't funny in the sense of like, like they don't make me laugh out loud. Mm. But no sitcom does, you know. It's no. it's you can still appreciate that the jokes are clever. Yeah, there's some great stuff in them. And like The Monsters in particular, which at the moment Rob Zombie is actually making a remake of like, a movie version of The Monsters. Yeah, which Ooh, I'm I don't... not sure about Rob Zombie doing it. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, he. So the thing about Rob Zombie is, from what I understand about him, is that he loves The Monsters almost as okay. much as me. No, objective. He probably <laughs> loves it more than me, but he he loves The Monsters and he's like a super fan. Um, so he's going to like a lot of effort to, you know, make the house look authentic. Mm. Mockingbird Lane, okay. all that stuff. But he makes dark shit. Very dark. And I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a dark monsters. No, no. I want an, an like a, a nice, funny like family version. That's Not the a... point. That's the that's the point of the monsters. The reason why the mon- and sorry, I know this isn't the monsters cast, but uh, I might start that. <laughs> the reason <laughs> the reason why the monsters is so good and why I think it's better than Adam's family. <laughs> it's because Adam's family wants to like Adam's family wants to have its cake and eat it you know it wants to yeah. kind of be funny but it also wants to be like oh we're spooky whereas like mm. the monsters is like no 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 it's like your classic absurd sitcom but they mm. just happen to be ghouls <laughs> it's like I love that you know Fred Fred Gwynn who plays Herman like he's one of the most lovable dads ever mm. he's one of the most lovable dads since early Homer Simpson you know he's 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 yeah. great 
He's Monsters a, is such a great show. I love it. I think it's really yeah. funny. It holds up well as well. Like, yeah, it, it does. It is actually funny, I think. Yeah. Monsters. Have you seen um, WandaVision? No. Um, I've seen clips of it and I do, every time I see a clip of it, I think, oh, this looks interesting. Mm. I think you would enjoy the first few episodes. I, I think I would. In, I mean, so here's the thing. I I feel so alienated from that whole the universe. Whole universe. Yeah. Because but, that's what it's become now. It's become this... It's, it's like, in the past, it was like, these are comic book movies, whatever. But but because mm. everything is so nuanced now, it's like you... Like, for example, with Joker, right? Like, I, I didn't really like Joker, but I, I get why people oh, like yeah. it. Like, there are definitely yeah. bits of it that I liked. But you can enjoy Joker and not know what... it's standalone, yeah. It's standalone, but it sits within this universe, right? Because yeah. because that universe has become, like, the status quo and it's become this reference point for... Like, the geeks have taken over, right, is what I'm saying. Mm. And, which is fine, let them have their moment. But <laughs> one division, like, I want to watch it, but I, I, I also resent this idea that, like, I'm not fully understanding it. Like, I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean the... You uh, want to fully understand it with... Without... I, want, I want the context, but I, I so I feel like I'm being excluded from something from the start. Mm. It's like I'm being welcomed in, but also that you know there's that kind of snobbishness of like yeah, but you don't really, you know, you don't you don't really get what's going on. It's like mm. if you if you did, you'd understand this and this <laughs> and this early on. It's like yeah. so, especially when it's a program like that, that's quite. It seems like it's one of those programs that's like purposely misleading you and being a bit weird. Mm. Look, I'll watch it, okay? I'm not opposed to watching it, but I I I struggle enough with this universe. You know, I don't want to get in, I can't get into another universe. I mean, like the first few episodes you can definitely watch. I'd say like 95% of it is its own thing that you don't need to know the context of mm. anything outside of it. Yeah. There are little easter eggs hidden out through the, throughout those bits. Then it gets a little bit off track and you might not enjoy it. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, is it kind of like, I know the style changes up. Is it, is it, is it like, does it parody other mediums? Is that the point of it? So, okay. So each episode is a different decade. Yeah. So it start kind of starts in the fifties mm-hmm. and then it works its way through. But, up until... but through television. Yeah, through television, yeah. up until the 2010s. See, like, see that as a concept is interesting enough for me to want to watch it just because, like, I want to see how well they reproduce. Like, I'm kind of upset. Like, another reason why I like old stuff, like you were saying, is because I'm kind of obsessed with the aesthetic of it. Like, that's what it's more about. That's why like, I think you'll like the first few episodes. Yeah, so, like, when I make, like, my own videos and stuff, I, I go mm. to a lot of effort sometimes. To, I want to, like, try... I'm kind of obsessed with trying to replicate the look of, like, like certain decades of film and, like, it's yeah. kind of a geeky thing that I have. Like, I, I love... Oh, but, but you can see the You can see that But as, as well. a result... I have my limitations because I don't have the budget of something like WandaVision, course, but, yeah. but I, I I do get, as a result for that, I get frustrated when I see things not done like properly. Yeah. Like, so for example, and I haven't seen WandaVision, but you'll see, you'll see this in other things where like, they'll go to the effort of making it black and white. They'll go to the effort of, um, of putting like a kind of filter on it and stuff like that to make it look like the sixties or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also they won't have it in four, three, they won't, the sound won't sound like it, you know, um, mm. 
the laugh track is too it's like it's not it's just some, there's it's not always the right something kind of laughing. off about it like it's just yeah. like i'm not talking about one division i'm just saying no i know generally like if you're yeah, gonna, i know if, what you're saying if you're gonna do it like do like just do, do it, it properly do it make it make it feel old and commit yeah. to it yeah you know? i agree with that yeah i definitely agree with that i don't want to see it in widescreen it's like when no. someti- it's like when sometimes they um like if you like old media and stuff like sometimes they'll bring out like a new like a blu-ray of it it'll be like for example like for the first time ever the dick van dyke show in glorious yeah. blu-ray with uh for the first time ever anamorphic widescreen as shot on the day and it's like okay but i don't want to i don't want to see that i'm not interested no, i want the original I want to see how it looked it's at like the when, time. It's like when Blu-ray first came out. I remember, like, I would—I never owned a Blu-ray player, but I would walk through, um, like, peak, like Curry's or something, and mm. you know where they've got all the TVs, and they would like they—they are always playing like a film. Yeah. And I—I I don't like the Harry Potter films uh, for lots of different reasons, no. but I um—they—they they were using it. They were using the, the first Harry Potter film, I think, as like a demo to show you, like, just yeah. you know, just to show you like the quality of each TV. And it was a Blu-ray. And I remember like looking at it and going like, oh, like this movie looks like shit. Like, yeah. like it doesn't generally, but on but Blu-ray once it you does. see the quality of it, it, once you see it in high quality, you can see like how bad it actually looks. I mean, how bad it looks in high definition. But the thing yeah, is, the movie yeah. was never made with that intention. No, that's even, what I mean. Yeah. Even when you see something on a big screen, say it's in like uh, IMAX or something. It's still, if you're lucky, like on film and like it still has this kind of like noisy kind of look to it. Mm. Whereas on Blu-ray, like the whole point of it is like, oh, it's so clear and it's like looking through a window. And it is like sometimes it is like looking through a window. And sometimes the people on the screen look like they're in kind of what we perceive as like reality, you know, as opposed yeah. to being on, on film, which is like a slightly different yeah. uh, frame rate or whatever. But like in... It's like, you know, when The Hobbit came out and they're making this big deal about the frame rate being like 60 frames a second or whatever it was. I look terrible. Well, that's what that's the thing, because it more matches your eyes. Yeah, and it looks awful, though. It, so it looks like it's happening in front of you. But that's like say, but that's like saying that a painting is good because it looks photorealistic. Yeah. It's like, well, why don't you just take a photo? Like, yeah, a like, painting is good if it's like got like artistry expression to it yeah exactly there's great plenty of great paintings that don't look realistic yeah and there are plenty of paintings that are good that do look realistic like a Vermeer but the thing is is that's all people talk not... about really yeah you know, it doesn't have to be that way no anyway sorry I went <laughs> off on like a real like geeky uh, no no it's fine I I, I led you there so. tangent but um, I just get pissed off you know when people try and come for my old media you know <laughs> No, I agree Precious with you. I, I I want it to look how it looked. Yeah. I, I like that aesthetic as well. So I agree with you. I like having a nostalgia for things that I wasn't even around for, you know, <laughs> like because, mm. well, I, I you know, they were <laughs> on TV when I was a kid. The reason I like the monsters is because I saw it on TV. You mm. don't really see it on TV now. I mean, you've got like a Charlie Chaplin um, mm. picture behind you from the kid. Like, mm. I love that movie. Um mm. I, I and It's have... funny. You've got the ghost world thing there, which is like very much the same vibe as well of like, the nostalgia for something that you weren't around for. I was around for that. <laughs> no, you were around for Ghost World, but in the oh. movie they they have a nostalgia for the stuff. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they do. Yeah, no, I am. So the two girls from Ghost World, well, particularly you know um, e- Enid Coleslaw, like I, mm. uh, 
I just want to be them. You know, that's like, <laughs> like I like the first time I saw that movie, I was like, oh, I was like, this is, this is who I am. I think, you know, mm. I was like, I'm a piece of shit, and uh, I. Again, though, similar characters, you know, they they do and say horrible things. They're pieces of shit, but they have, um, you can see why they've got shit going on. And, yeah, well, it's a great movie as well. Yeah, I love it. It's a great, it's a great book. Uh, I've not, I haven't read the book, but I, yeah, it's slightly different. Like it doesn't, it, like the movie is well, the movie was written in part by the same guy, Daniel Klaus and mm. Terry Zweigov, but like it, um. It's interesting. It's one of those cases where it's like better not to just completely do like a faithful adaptation, like yeah. as opposed to like doing like, you know, what they did with Watchmen, which was just like too, it was just too exact. Too much. Yeah. And then with this, they actually got him to write like a different, like an alternative yeah. narrative. That mm. whole thing with um, Steve Buscemi and that, like he, that character is in the, um, in the book but it's not like mm. a central part of the story oh interesting yeah, yeah it's so yeah. important in this in the movie yeah yeah but the, the but the way that comics are structured is like well i mean not to explain <laughs> like, i'm sure you know but like i just mean that like they're not written like films necessarily yeah, yeah. with that structure you know mm. but the film just needed like one really important yeah through line you know yeah that makes sense yeah but it's brilliant like, it works so well such good characters uh okay so do we have anything that we want to talk about problem child still otherwise we can move on to the final segment um well i don't know i guess i i feel like we haven't really spoken about gilbert godfrey that much you know i love gilbert godfrey yeah. and i enjoy him in any context yeah. so that was always a big win for me i remember when i was a kid i remember thinking like oh like you know that's the voice of iago mm. and then going on to be like oh but who is and then seeing him you know and being like oh who mm. is this like weird mm. guy <laughs> and then from there like becoming like quite a big fan of him i guess so mm. i don't know i guess you could in a way say that that might never have happened if not for problem child yeah you know? that's the thing about these old things they kind of even if they're bad they introduce you to people and they still yeah. mold your sense of humor you know mm. they do like they have an effect on you it's not like i'm well, going out he... and doing jokes that junior would do but i i uh <laughs> but you're going out and doing jokes that gilbert godfrey would do <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do. which is which funny enough your aristocrats it's, jokes yeah it's all jokes from like the 1930s so like <laughs> <laughs> um so other than that i want the thing i wanted to bring up was this is this is really funny but the director had, it says he'd never directed a feature film before so i decided to make his pitch uh, a memorable one by standing on the studio president's coffee table and passionately passionately proclaiming you're looking at me like i'm fucking nuts and this is what we want we want this kind of chaos three hours later he had the job that is like the kind i love that it's like the kind of hollywood story that you just think that never happened i know Shut there's up. no way there's no way it but might have seen, i mean but then i've also seen videos of like machine gun kelly doing that really yeah doing what though like dancing dancing and like performing on the table uh at like an an executive uh meeting yeah but like jumping up to perform they're all just like uh but the thing is is that you saw a video of it so it's like you know everything happens now for the for the gram you know for the gram um or the tiktok but back i mean what's crazy about those stories is they're like they're stories you know it's like oh did you hear like 
Like I've heard things before, like about how, for example, like there's this uh, there's this heavy metal musician that I'm quite into mm. uh, called Devin Townsend, who um, he's in a band called Strapping Young Lad, which were like a really, uh, really like intense, like kind of thrash metal like, right. band, death, death thrash metal. And he always had this story of like how he got like attention from a record company is that he like um, sent his demo to them, but like wrapped in his like underpants and like <laughs> had like a stupid note on it and stuff. And it made people like listen to it. And I love stuff mm. like that. You know, it's like just these crazy stories. I mean, I'm sure there's like crazy stuff that's happened that's happened than someone jumping on a desk. But the movie is kind of unhinged enough that I can imagine that this guy might have done that i would like to know more about him i think he sounds like a real a real card a real character yeah real husband material dennis duggan or dennis dugan oh yeah or dd dd <laughs> double d oh double d is over there here he comes <laughs> dennis duggan on his way um other than yeah and it's also his directorial debut so like Hey, I mean to make to yeah. make that amount of money for a studio. Um, oh, it's huge on your directional debut. No wonder he's no wonder he's working for Adam Sandler. You know. Yeah. And he works for all, like funnily enough, like all of the Adam Sandler movies that he does are like except for Big Daddy, they're all like the ver- they're all very much the um the, the family sort of, like well like the, the money the, the money the ones. money yeah definitely because Big Daddy again like as although I don't really like it, it's not one of my favorite. Adam Sandler films, uh, mm. if there is such a thing, but it's um, it has some heart to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at the other movies he's directed as well, outside of the Adam Sandler movies, and he's like he's directed. Oh no, he directed Happy Gilmore as well. Oh, okay. okay, that's a good one. Yeah, Beverly Hills Ninja, which is bad, but I still kind of love it. Mm. <laughs> um, Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman. What is that? Rings it's a bell. It's a movie. Uh, a pair of buddies conspire to save their best friend from marrying the wrong woman. Jason Biggs, Steve Zahn, and Jack Black. Oh. I, feel like, I, I guess maybe that's one of those, like, like because of the cast of it, like, it's a good cast. Yeah. But it, maybe it's just one of those ones that went under the radar a little bit, like Envy, mm. you know? Oh, Envy. Don't yeah. get me started on Envy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, all of his films or did he do any more? And then The Benchwarmers. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And, oh no, he just directed Love, Weddings and Other Disasters. What's that? It Terrible title. A multi-story rom-com about the people who work on weddings to create the perfect day for a loving couple. Maggie Grace, Diane Keaton, Jeremy Irons. Oh my god, it's a whole smorgasbord of like just yeah. weirdos. <laughs> it's not got a good rating, so I can't imagine it's worth watching. Yeah. But yeah, um okay, do you ha- uh I think we kinda of covered it's not a lot to cover with Problem Child. Yeah, so. that is the biggest problem with it, is like it's it's just it's just an average movie, isn't it? It's just an average kids movie. Well, I mean, I know you would say it's like bad. I mean, I think it's average. I think it's got a lot going for it. I don't think it's any worse than like Dennis the Menace. No, but people seem to like that dumb movie. Also, I don't think it's a zero percent. Um, I think it's. I think it's a bad movie, but it's not a zero percent. It's like a twenty or thirty, somewhere around there. That may, I mean, I would give it higher, but. 
that makes me <laughs> of feel... course you would yeah yeah yeah. i'd give it i'd say it's in the 40s i'd say it's like below it's below average but only just i give it 48 i think 48 wow well actually i give it 49 just for its uh it's short run time there you go that that is that does boost it the fact that it's yeah. short and the thing about prisoners is uh <laughs> it, it, i might have i mean i really liked it but mm. maybe I would have liked it even more if it had been a bit shorter. You know, you, yeah. can, you can squeeze all that stuff in. I don't know if I necessarily needed to see all of the, like, the torture that happened to uh, Paul Dano, mm. you know? Mm. It's, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, I can't remember. I can barely remember the movie. I saw, I saw it a long time ago when it came out. It's 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 the exact genre that I like, right? Like, one of my favourite genres I've come to realise is, like, anything that's, like where it feels like there's some like deeper mystery going on under the surface that mm. you may or may not get to find out what it is. In this film, you do get to find out what the conspiracy <laughs> is, which is cool and it's satisfying actually. But um, it reminds me of, you know, it's that same thing of like um, Mulholland Drive, for example, like mm. like one of my favourite movies. That's the same thing. It's like there's a story happening, but then there's also like another like thing yeah creeping under the surface there's also another really good movie like this andrew garfield film called um i think it's called under the silver lake oh i've heard of it i haven't seen it i watched it when i did like a movie uh it's not an ad (laughs) i (laughs) I cancelled it but i I did like a movie uh trial and um, yeah yeah i watched that and i was like this is this is sick this is like i've heard good things about it it's the same thing it feels a lot like mulholland drive in the sense that there's like this kind of like noir story mm. going on like oh there's a lost person and weird things are happening in this neighborhood like like dead mm. animals are turning up and you're like what's going on and like this character he's like he's kind of uh in that kind of inherent vice way like he's kind of like just pulled into it yeah and uh he you know he's unwillingly goes down these rabbit holes and uh mm. and then it gets to a point where it's like it gives you a little bit more and you're like oh this is like there's some there's something like weird going on here like this kind of conspiracy mm. thing but you never really you don't you never get the full picture you, know, you don't get the full it, yeah you because you're kind of like from their perspective so yeah most of the time so i i, I like that i like that's my favorite thing mm. i think yeah i love those that. Are, those are really great yeah um if, so if that, some, i don't know if that genre has a name <laughs> someone could tell me what that is i guess like just thriller it's, it's like noir Noir conspiratorial thrillers. Yeah. Like, um, very specific. (laughs) Like, there was one that was quite good, uh, recently, which was, um, I can never remember the name of it, but it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it and it's directed by the woman who made, um, We Need to Talk About Kevin. What? Oh. It's a similar thing. It's like, he's this, he's this guy (laughs) and there's a missing child and he's trying to find her. And then he and then he finds out that she that she's like been kidnapped by this like weird shadowy organization. And then he goes mad with a hammer and starts like killing people. Like, whoa! Oh, you were never really here. <laughs> yeah, you were never really here. It's good. It's not as good as those other movies, but it is good. I haven't seen it. Recommend if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Or just anything that David Lynch does. Obviously, he's good yeah. at that. And he's got hasn't he got a new movie coming out? I don't know. I don't know. I, saw some, I swear he's doing something at the moment. I'm not on the mailing list, but uh, on the mailing list. But that's the oh, whole... he's got a new TV series coming oh, out. Oh, really? What's it called? Unrecorded night. 
What's it about? What does it say? I'm very doesn't interested. Say. It says oh. the plot is being kept under wraps. That's because there is no plot. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. do. No, I'm joking. He does. He does do, like that's a that's a stereotype. Like his plots are very like well. Oh, it's out. a Netflix show as well. Oh, I hope it's not like that fucking monkey thing that you put out. That sucked. <laughs> that sucked. That sucked. I've seen better YouTube videos and that has sucked. No, it's 13 episodes. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. Twin Peaks is like a very similar thing. You know, it's like there's this... Yeah, like... Twin Peaks is like the like the exact thing I think of. Yeah. All of that. Especially that second... Uh, not the second series. The third, you know, the... Twin Peaks comes back or whatever it was called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I never saw the... I, I never saw that new one. Oh, you have to. It's I know, so I've heard. Good. I've heard. It's so good. It's so different. It's mm. like he's got... He's so brave in the sense that he's like... The whole point of the show is like, the whole point of that third series is him basically saying, look, you're, you can't go back in time. Like, mm. it's like the whole, like the whole thing is him fucking with you and saying like, look, you can't, I know you want this thing mm. from the past and I'll tease you a little bit with it. But he's mm. also like, but also I kind of want to tell you this story now. And some of that story is like, really fucking out there like really yeah. good yeah, yeah yeah i heard there's an episode in it that's one of the best considered like one of the best episodes of any tv show oh like, i don't ever i i don't have like a one episode that particularly stands out in my mind to be honest with you i think it was like episode eight or something like that oh yeah episode eight <laughs> episode eight <laughs> I, don't I don't they've all like merged in with yeah, each other yeah. but the soundtrack is brilliant as well like it's so good yeah. well soundtrack's always good for his stuff yeah Oh my god! Do you know what, Yanis? I could just talk movies with you all day. Yeah. Have you seen any but, good films lately? Uh, I saw Shang Chi the other day. That was good. Oh, Pretty good. That's another one though, isn't it? It's like in the in the universe. It's, it is. That I don't know what but, it is. I've never but, heard of it before. It's in the universe, but it feels like its own standalone film. I think it's just something that I have to get used to is that the world is changing and that like, no, but honestly, like in the, like, like this is, don't get you started. I, I, we, I can't bring up Spider-Man around you then. But this is the thing is like, this, this is, this is what the mainstream, I guess, is now. Like people like, people want, it's like a Russian doll. Like people want standalone films, but within a universe. universe. Yeah. But like, well, they say that but the, the, why though? <laughs> why don't you just say sort of standalone? What's wrong with standalone films? That's what, how we've always done it. The way they're explaining it is that, and I think this is probably like pretty, uh, pretty good description of what it is. I saw someone say that it was like what the westerns were from like a certain period of time. It's just like that's all. That's what you would see. Uh, that those were like what everyone would want to go see. It's like the westerns. The westerns, like, like a like, set of archetypes. Yeah. Um, and now it's. Uh, but but they would do them in slightly different styles of westerns yeah. and whatever. But now it's the comic book movies, but they still do them in different styles. Uh, the mad thing is, though, is like that term, like comic book movie, like it doesn't mean anything anymore in the sense that like... I mean, not... they're, they're, they're adapted from them, but it's very loosely adapted now. But also like, none of these people like read comic books. Like, like this not... It's not people even... do. I think I think a lot of the people that see these movies don't read comic books. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like I know that like uh, the characters come from comic books, and I know that a lot of these movies are like actually I know that they're like adaptations of some of the more obscure comic books, which is a good thing. Like I mm. like that about it, you know. Um, 
one of your favorite movies is a comic book yeah it is and uh, to be honest with you i like comics but that's always been like my um speed but of you're comic, you yeah know? yeah i get that as well i'm not into like the superhero stuff as much mm, that's just, fair just because i find it a bit like <laughs> well i just find i personally just find it boring like in the sense of like yeah it's understandable yeah but i like some i like some I, I i mean i love i mean obviously like this is such a wanky thing to say i liked watchmen you know i used to be a big watchmen fan the of the, book. the the movie no 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 the the the, oh, the, the, book, alan, yeah. the alan moore yeah, yeah. Uh, comics it's really good yeah it's great really good book i like all that i like i like i've got quite a basic taste in comics i like alan moore's stuff i like uh mm. daniel Klaus. i like of course i like neil gaiman Mm. really like sandman that was really I've good i've never read sandman it's good i keep meaning to like read it have like, you read american gods the book it's not a comic yeah so. yeah so good the so book good. was great yeah i, started I didn't watching... read it. i couldn't really get into the show i started watching it i've watched like the first series and um i really like it i think yeah i think if you've never read the book i think you would love it but like like you get it has all the all the cool stuff in it but I don't know. The book was just. I tell you what. There's an audiobook version of American Gods that is like really good. Like, mm. and I don't usually like say that about audiobooks because I love audiobooks. No, I'm yeah. not, no snobbishness to audiobooks, but like sometimes when you listen to an audiobook, like the acting on it or the like the way it's read is like doing the bare minimum. It's not like it's not. It doesn't like, mm. grip you in a way, which is actually a good thing sometimes because sometimes like you kind of want to replicate. You want your own voice in your head. Mm. but there's this that audible version of american gods it's read by this one guy and like he does all the voices and he does it in a way that like reminded me of like how chris barry used to do the uh red dwarf audiobooks back in the oh, day because okay. he used to do all the voices um and this guy's like he must be like a a trained actor or something because like is incredible like my mm. like, the way i think of like shadow moon and stuff is like i think of it this guy's rendition of it he's really good yeah oh cool so i don't know who uh, he is find out who he is uh, if you listen to this and send him a nice tweet or something maybe i should do that i just maybe I, you should yeah that's that's, yeah. What, that's your job <laughs> i know no you do it you guys do it <laughs> jen says you're great what films have i watched lately i haven't i haven't seen anything in a while really like other yeah, than I, don't, that. I don't really watch stuff i i, I sometimes watch a tv series i Let watch me check my letterbox <laughs> I watched White Lotus. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. Oh, I still need to finish that. I'm like a few episodes in. The soundtrack especially I loved. Um, oh, the soundtrack was really good to that, yeah. Um, uh, I saw Suicide, the new Suicide Squad. Oh, see, that's but, another thing, right? It's like... It was fun. It was, yeah, it was but, fine. It but, wasn't like amazing or anything. But people love doing that now as well, don't they? It's like, oh, we're going to make a really like po-faced film. And mm. then they're like, and now we're going to make the jokey one yeah like thor well, and then there's like <laughs> thor and then there's like thor goofy one and then there's like this i prefer the goofy ones i think they're better yeah just make them goofy this is the thing everything's going full circle it's like people are like oh you know when the first spider-man films came out everyone was like oh they're so good i like honestly the first two spider-man films people were like mad about them oh but those are still like two of my favorites yeah so. they're, they're great um and then after a little while, people were like, ah, they're not, you know, this Christopher Nolan guy, like, he's, like, changed the game. And they're like, we need it to be a little bit more, like, you know, a little bit more adult. 
um <sighs> and then they, and then they did it again they were like oh no it needs to be even more or a little bit lighter now and then they were like oh no do you know what actually let's make it goofy again like it's like mm. homecoming and then they were like no let's make it like a cartoon and make it like really goofy and that was um the spider-verse one which everyone agrees and i agree is great like like oh, it was so good yeah like i like the anim like as somebody who doesn't really like comic book stuff and i'm not even like that into spider-man i used to you know i used to like x-men quite a lot but um mm. it's probably just because that theme tune right um oh, the theme tune's great best one ever but into the spider-verse was like so much fun and so like it was more about what i like that's much more my sort of oh yeah idea of what a comic book movie should be oh i agree completely yeah I completely um, agree. And I like the original uh, Spider-Man films because, like, Sam Raimi and stuff. And I think he was, like, a perfect choice for them. Like, coming off of, like, Evil Dead and stuff. Like, seeing yeah. his style, like, I, I would be... It's the same reason why Peter Jackson gets to do cool stuff. Because, like, he has a fun, fun way of making movies, you know? Mm. I mean, I don't like any of them. But he has... <laughs> he does you don't like any of them? No, I do. I love I love Brain Dead. It's, like, oh, my, yeah. one of my favourites. <laughs> You um, like some weird movies. Brain Dead, uh, but again, it's you like, like some creepy stuff. <laughs> brain Dead's not creepy. Well, it is a bit, but Brain, yes, brain... It is. <laughs> but Brain Dead is like it's it's the same reason I like Evil Dead too. Is like if it's like a roller coaster, <laughs> right? It's like it's violent, but it's like ridiculous, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Like we, me and Jade, my flatmate, like we watched. Uh, mm. I showed her Evil Dead two because um, she'd seen Evil Dead one. And we, so, both, we both we yeah. both agreed that Evil Dead One was good, but we also had that conversation where we were like, "Yeah, like it's a bit like it's quite dark and it's a bit weird in places, mm. and like a woman <laughs> does get sexually assaulted by a tree." Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, but you need to see Evil Dead 2. And I was like, "It's like I was like, it's way different. Like it's it like, is, yeah. it's mad." And it, it's so. And there's one scene in it that actually, even now, I had like a a visceral kind of like reaction where I was I felt. I felt the same fear that I did mm. the first time I saw it when I was like, I was actually like 11 when I saw Evil Dead 2. Yeah, really bad of my dad to let me do that. But um, there's a scene, it's one of the first sort of like weird scenes. And it's when Ash uh, first chops off um, his demonic girlfriend's head. Mm. <laughs> and then it bursts in like the, the body with no head bursts mm. into the sh- shed with the chainsaw yeah and um chainsaws of accident itself down its own torso i was like that image has like stayed with me forever it's so disgusting it and is, so yeah. so creepy and then there's the bit where like the headless body is like dancing around the forest it's like terrifying stuff <laughs> it's terrifying but it's like so ridiculous as well that they yeah they, they, they're, it's so aware of like what it's doing and like as a fan of like silent movies and stuff like that like there's a really mm. amazing scene in it where he's you know the scene when he's like smashing the plates on his head and then he's like mm. crawling along the floor and he, he like flips himself over and stuff all that stuff is like it's fully taken from that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah amazing <laughs> but that's what uh, i'm saying is that's why spider-man the first two spider-mans are good because they use practical effects in similar ways you know like yeah things oh, that yeah. sam raimi does it's like, oh, it's like that doc ock scene yeah it's so good it like still i think that's the best scene in any comic book movie it's the doc ock scene where like it first becomes the and yeah it's like the chains like literally get... and, oh, and did so i hear so, i heard somewhere i don't know if this is true but i heard that like the scene you know in the first movie where he like catches the lunch on the uh yes on the tray i heard that was it, 
real. It's true. Right? Yeah. It's true. It took many, many takes. <laughs> but that's so cool, right? Like that's yeah. to me, that's like what film yeah. making is. Yeah. So fun. I love practical effects. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because well, I don't know how you feel about this, but I just I just think CGI just looks shit. <laughs> I just think all of it looks shit in any like there have been a few times where I've watched something and I haven't been able to tell that it is Well that's what they say. They say good CGI is when you can't tell it's yeah, CGI. But that's when it's used in like minimal ways. Like it's yeah. used to like hide it. Like for example, like um the best use of it is something like Zodiac, I think. Mm. Have you seen Zodiac? Yeah, yeah. Like where like David Fincher uses CGI in a way to make the world look bigger and to yeah. make it look more like the 70s or whatever. Mm. And it does a great job of it. And it's like really stylistically done. And yeah. but there were there's scenes in there that I didn't realise were CGI. I just thought it was really yeah. great cinematography, but it's like, no, actually they're just like it's just CGI. Yeah. I was like, wow. But it's always boring stuff. It's always like physical stuff, you know, it's like a car or a bat <laughs> or you know. But when you start being like, Oh, I wanna like I want it I wanna make a person, you know. <laughs> I wanna, it's like, yeah, it looks terrible. That's one thing I do like about the... So I'm looking at my, the movies that I've seen as well at recently, and one of them was Fast 9. And one of the things I do like about those Fast movies, Fast and Furious movies is that they use a lot of practical effects on the, the cars and like the, the the races and the crashing and everything like yeah. that. There's a lot of practical effects. Well, here's I, the thing. Is I like, do appreciate. Well, this is the thing. Like, I don't care about cars <laughs> at all. Like, I don't care about like racing or cars. Like, I'm not interested in it whatsoever. Mm, I'm not either. But... <laughs> Like, I really liked Baby Driver, right? Because, like, mm. there's, like, you know, it's impressive. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like watching a, you know, like a good, um, I don't know. You just appreciate it because it's like some crazy shit that someone's doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you see, like, a card, it's like, it's like flying around like it doesn't look real. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, do you know what, Yanis? I'm just a jaded old person now who... <sighs> Like, you know when Martin Scorsese said that thing about um, how... He, he was said like, one thing and they keep bringing it up yeah, over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, he, he said, he said like, the, the Marvel films and that, they said, he said they weren't cinema. I yeah. was like, I was like, go off, Queen. I was like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. Like, it's true. And I, and I actually thought, to, just, to, just to get my boy Marty's back here, because I know he'll be listening. Um, yeah, he's a big fan. I thought he, I thought he made, actually, quite a nuanced... A fair point like i don't think he yeah. wasn't slagging them off i don't think he's slagging them off he said that he just does he didn't say they're not films he just said in his opinion he doesn't consider them cinema because his definition of cinema is something else it's something from the yeah. past uh he said they're more like like attractions which they, which are. they are they, they are. are but also if i was if if I wanted to like get back at him, if I wanted to like play devil's advocate, and I wanted to like, <laughs> like if I was like a Marvel fan, I would say to him, "That's fair, but by that logic, The Irishman isn't cinema because that film yeah. is like <laughs> that film is a hundred percent CGI." <laughs> yeah, like you, could, yeah, like it has cinematic bits, but like I would be like, "Yeah, this this film's like, yeah, it was good, but it was also like weird and kind of ugly in places." But... <laughs> Well, that that actually leads me into the final segment then, because I want to talk about a movie that you um, that is considered a good movie that you think is actually a bad movie. Oh God! Um, oh, I I know. 
yeah, there's one that I always talk about is the Shawshank Redemption. I don't, <gasps> like, I don't like it. Wow. I don't like Can it. What, what do you not like about it? I just think it's it's like I get that people I understand why people like it, but I don't understand why it's venerated as this like untouchable masterpiece. Firstly, <laughs> I firstly I don't really like Morgan Freeman. Like <laughs> You don't like Shawshank and you don't like Morgan Freeman. Well, wow. I just don't rate him that highly as an actor. <laughs> and who wow. is it how is it my place it's to say it's worse? <laughs> it's not again. I have to stress, it's not that I don't think he's a good actor. He obviously mm. is a good actor. But he's one of those actors that, like, is not one of my personal favourites. Because whenever he's in something, it's just like, it's Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman, yeah. And and I can deal with that sometimes. If Like, mm. like for example, I, re- I like Jack Nicholson, but mm. I think he has slightly more charisma. And that's maybe mm. why, like, like, what he's offering is more um i feel that with tom hanks even though i love him i would say i love his stuff but i I, i'm always when i see a tom hanks film i'm like that's tom hanks yeah i can't like but the difference is is like but he's good so that's the thing is like tom hanks is like good ah like morgan freeman is like he's uh he's a meme you know he's he's like i mean he is now yeah but but he no but he always a little bit like no but he's always been a meme in like the even before we knew what the word was yeah, to describe it, he's always been a bit of a meme. Like, yeah, that's how he got that reputation of being Morgan Freeman in a film. But anyway, mm. the film itself as well, it's like, okay, you know, it's like a prison break thing. That's nice. Mm. And like, it's got like a Christian allegory to it kind of. And mm. I'm not against that. I just, you know, it's like, I just, it's fine. <laughs> you know, every film is like, like most, like almost all films made before mm. like the last, 20 years were like a christian allegory to some degree it's like the og yeah. like script writing thing it's like oh the yeah. hero's journey or whatever um mm. it's fine it's fine it's just but i've just never i've never seen it and been like i've just never understood i think it's one of those films because it's long again oh yeah it's, it's also like nearly three hours <laughs> yeah it's like just like that is like that's a, a weird psychological thing that happens with us. It's like, if you give a... Fi- I think that's why, actually, a lot of people make their films long these days. Because I think a long film comes with, like, a psychological prestige. It's like... Yeah. It's like, you see a film as long and you go, oh, it must be justified why this film is so long. Like, yeah. it's like... The, you, you imagine this scenario where the studio are like, this story needs to be told. It mm. needs the time. You know, and... I just want to stress that I don't think the Shawshank Redemption is bad, but I've seen it a few times. And I, I personally, I just can't. I struggle to see in it what everyone else is seeing in it. Right, like, and I right. like the director Frank Darabont, is his name, right? I really like yeah. The Mist. I think The Mist is a better movie than uh, than the Shawshank Redemption. The Mist is good up until the ending. The ending's great. What are you talking about? The ending is so bad. No, it isn't. What What do you mean? The ending, like, okay, this is one of those things that I know people argue about, but I guess it's just one of those things you either like it or you don't. But, like, the reason why I think the ending is good is because it's, like, the brave ending. It's, like, it's, 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 without spoiling it for people, it's, like, it's the tragedy. It's the tragic ending. Mm. You know, you mm. need that sometimes. It's the, it's the... It fits the tone of the movie better than a happy ending. A happy ending is because because the, the whole thing about like, oh, the military's I, not... here. You know, it's yeah. like 
I'm not someone who needs a happy ending. I just don't like the ending. Sure. I think the thing that's wrong, if there's something wrong with the ending, it's like how quickly the military's like, oh, we're here now. But, yeah. but, but that's, but that would, that wouldn't work if it was a happy ending, but it does work if it's an unhappy ending because it just facilitates it, yeah. the tragedy. Anyway, <laughs> I, the, the reason why the mist is so good and why it's better than the Shawshank Redemption is because mm. So, like, the thing about the Shawshank Redemption, right, it's about these people who are in prison. They're stuck in a place. Yeah. They want to get out. <laughs> but we know what's out there for them. Mm. You know, and the film tells you that, you know. Tragedy. You're going to get Stockholm Syndrome. You're going to, you know, one of them mm. hangs themselves, blah, blah, blah. Um, With The Mist, it's like, you don't know what's out there. They're stuck in a confined space. Mm-hmm. And it's all about it's it's all about interpersonal relationships and people. It's like like the thing about the mist is like it's not even you know some of the effects are shit and like <laughs> like they are, but it's like they a B are, movie, yeah. you know. And it's like yeah. I'm okay with that. I I love it. I think it's really good. I think it's really I mean, like good. I said, it's a really good, it's a good movie until the ending. I disagree. I think the ending is what <laughs> makes it even better. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally did it. Uh, how can we find you online? And do you have anything you want to promote at the moment? Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Jen Ives Comedian. Um, I'm on Patreon. Patreon. Ooh. Patreon, whatever it's called. Um, Patreon.com slash Jen Ives if you want to give me some money and see some yeah. like... Uh, I put I post on there all the time. I always post in little goofy things that I make. Um, oh, cool. And the only other thing that I want to plug is that I'm doing a work in progress of my show, Peak Trans, at the Battersea Arts Centre on the 20th of, what is it? Is it September now? Yeah. September. 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 20th of September. So a week from the release of this episode. Yeah. So please, if you want to, if you like me, (laughs) please come and see it because uh, God knows I'm not going to be able to fill that room without. I've seen, I've seen the show and it's very good. Thank you. You have, I mean, you've seen a version of the show. I've seen a version of the show. Yeah. You saw like one of the work in progress. One of, but I just, I just want to say that like, it's still good. So thank you. And, uh, but it's better now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh fine sorry I've got I, saw this a, whole I saw a shit bit. version yeah yeah you did see a shit bit I've got this whole new bit about Snoop Dogg in it you're gonna love it <laughs> is that true yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you so much for coming on Jen thanks Yanis it was a pleasure I'm glad we finally did it that's the end of the podcast if you enjoyed it please leave us a review and rate us on iTunes so we can end up making more episodes and I'll see you next week for more movies that critics got wrong